Well, hey, what is happening, everybody? Welcome once again to the Everyday Missionary Podcast, and this is episode 253, and today's episode, oh, it's all about wokeness. Or maybe to the point, it's all about anti-wokeness and how I start to wonder if the cure is worse than the disease. All right, that's what I'm going to be talking about today. Now, to kind of dive into this, I want to uh, kind of set our bearings and go, what is the mission here? Is the mission here to pick on extreme wokeness? Is the issue here to pick on extreme anti-wokeness? No, the issue here is to try to think about life in a theological framework. The The mission here is to think like a missionary and to be reminded of not getting baited into these extremes and not getting baited into fighting the wrong battles, but rather to remember that our calling isn't to be warriors. It's not to be kind of uh, right fighters. It's actually to be ambassadors. It's to be missionaries. It's to be emissaries of a kingdom that does business different than the way the world does it. Like that's really our goal and our calling. And so from that, if we're meant to be, in fact, ambassadors, which is exactly what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, that means for us, we're trying to figure out when there is throttled up opinions in our society, when there's divide and division, uh, we're trying to figure out how we can come in and we can be a force of restoration and redemption, and relationship, and ultimately peacemaking, and kind of bridge building, and the recoupling of society. Like, that's a part of our missional endeavor. And and I make this a big issue because I think sometimes in our evangelical corner of the world, um, we get very focused on spiritual warfare, and we get very focused on the afterlife, and we, from that, then lose sight of some important tasks that we're meant to do, regardless of those other factors, right? Like, we're actually meant to make this place a better place, and I advocate that not simply because that's like a Boy Scout motto, but because I actually think that is the trajectory of what God is doing in the world. So when God promised to Abraham, hey, I'm going to bless the nations, that's the trajectory. When Jesus comes into the world because God so loved the world, he gives his son not to condemn the world, it says, but rather that the world would be saved through him. That lets us know that the mission that we have is collected around the mission that God has and Jesus has, which is loving the world, saving the world, blessing the nations, and we are to be extensions of that. Right, We are to be those who have their boots on the ground, and we're trying to figure out ways how we can bring better flourishing, better connectedness, that we're reducing the anger level, the frustration level, the division level, and we're trying to be those people that say, you know what, I get it. When there is a problem with somebody else, I'm supposed to go to them and heal that problem. When there is a divide, I'm supposed to build a bridge and bring healing in that. And that requires of us something very different than what I think we get used to seeing a lot, even from our evangelical ranks, is it requires us to kind of look at the world around us, especially those that may disagree with us or we may disagree with, and say that the the way to solve those problems is not to step back and criticize and critique and kind of dog whistle every issue but rather it's to press in, seek closeness, and seek kind of the sense of like um, curiosity, right? Where you go, I-, I want to understand where they're coming from, why they're coming from that particular point of view. And in that, my job isn't to try to shame them from a distance, but rather to close the distance and from that have some level of relationship, not try to 
fire up people that I disagree with, but rather trying to diminish those fires so that we can have connectedness and we can have conversation. And from that, maybe clarity. And maybe even in that, we all learned a thing or two that we didn't know before. And that's why I'm concerned with the issue of wokeness and anti-wokeness and the tone that it sets. And in particular, the anti-woke side of this, because I don't find too many uh, in the evangelical ranks that are super woke. I find a lot of anti-wokeness in the evangelical ranks. This is a podcast for evangelicals because I'm an evangelical. We're an evangelical church. This is who I'm speaking to. And my concern will always be, are we losing our missional motivations because we're caught up in cultural battles that not only don't make a difference for eternity, but actually turn people off to the message of Jesus and the eternity that he has set for them. Like that is what is really making this particular podcast today tick and why I'm trying to speak to us who might be more tempted to want to kind of retaliate against wokeness and to slow it down a little bit and say, wait, maybe there's something I should learn there. Maybe there's more to the story and maybe there's a better way to deal with this than sitting on the sideline and just wagging a finger and criticizing those on the other end of it. So now to do this, I want to clarify something really quick, which is I want to be clear that in doing this, this is not me trying to defend real radical far-end wokeness because I, as much as anybody, can see that as being almost not about the issues that wokeness tries to deal with, right? What are the issues there? Is there still some level of racial inequality? Is there a level of gender inequality? Are there certain people groups that are second class in their, how they're treated within society, mainstream or at large, you know, like it's asking those questions. Uh, and, and I think those questions should be asked of every generation in every time, because if there's anything I know from the Bible is that we human beings were flawed, we're sinful, we're blind, we hate and are hated. Like the idea that we might have to assess those questions in a normal way seems very biblical to me. I'm always kind of shocked that we act as though even to raise the question sounds woke because I'm like, well, no, the Bible is kind of telling us all the time that, hey, listen, man, your conscience can deceive you. Your heart can deceive you. Uh, you can think you're right and you're really wrong. We should all be double checking all the time to make sure we're really in good space. And so to me, I go, yeah, asking questions should not freak us out. So in that sense, I think there's value in raising those things from time to time, right? But I get on the far extreme end, it's not trying to raise those questions. Rather, it's just simply saying, you know, if you're white and you're male, then you're wrong. And, you know, we're going to burn you to the ground because there's no 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 good place for you except to prove that you're just nothing but a controlling power hungry racist. And we just want to be done with you. Like, I understand that there's those extreme sides of this, right? But I also, in talking with people that probably are somewhere on the spectrum from very mild, quote, woke, all the way to extreme woke, I find that the extreme is rare. It's a loud voice, usually online, but in the real world, I don't find that. I'm yet to meet somebody that's that extreme in the real world in a real world conversation. I go, that seems to be more of an archetype that's out there, but that from that, the anti-woke group thinks, well, that's the norm. And because that's the norm, we need to stand against anything that sounds woke. And from that, we're not even willing to 
ask the questions of ourselves because that might be too woke to even ask the question, could there be some level of sexism here? Could there be some level of not respecting women uh, as they are? Is there potentially some space that says, you know what, maybe we have not handled all of our minorities like we should, and maybe there's still some problems. But the problem becomes when you're anti-woke, you must say to even raise those questions gives credibility to the woke crowd, and therefore we can't give them credibility, so we can't ask questions. In fact, we need to defend things that sound a little bit crazy on the other side just to counterbalance the crazy on this side. And that's my concern for us as Christians. I understand that there's going to be people that have no spiritual bearings in this, no kind of faith moorings to hold them, and they're going to go extremes whatever way they're going to go. But we as followers of Jesus need to be more sensible, right? We need to slow down and realize that, hey, my job here is not to take a side. My job is to try to bridge the division between the sides and be a source of Christ in that context. I think with that then, what it means is we don't have the luxury and we shouldn't give in to the sinfulness of being so anti-woke We don't think about human value, human dignity, the potential for all of us to be sinful, to be biased and racist and judgmental and all those kinds of things. We can do that because human beings are just really good at that. And that's kind of why even God gives us a Bible so we can check ourselves and be like, hey, is that the space I'm in? Is that the judgment that I have? Is this how I'm seeing other people and I shouldn't see them that way? Because when we don't do it that way, and again, we just pick side A or we pick side B, we radicalize ourselves to an identity that fails to think like a missionary. And and that's always going to be the, the real poison that's going to be existent within the Christian context. It's falling into those things where we go, I'm just picking a side because it's convenient. It's easy. I get some accolades as well as I make enemies. I make enemies and get accolades from picking a side where the mushy middle of Jesus Man, you get hit from both sides, right? You, you you don't get you don't really get the the luxury of getting allies in that space, but that's exactly the space I see Jesus. And so, in this whole debate right now about you know is Lord of the Rings too woke? Is Star Wars too woke? Is Disney too woke? Um, I, I always think this is interesting. Uh, how I don't know of any woke people that call themselves woke. It seems like the anti woke people call everybody woke. And now everything is woke, you know, and it's like, no, not everything is woke. Some of these things are real problems and we should investigate that. Some of these are real problems and we as Christians should be in the mix of wanting to see that fixed. In fact, I saw something just on social media this week where it was a Christian defending an old sitcom that was just riddled with sexual innuendo and it certainly had a lot of just racist overtones and it had a lot of misogyny in it and everything else. And this person was defending the show against woke people and they're like, they just lost their sense of humor. I'm like, this is what's weird about this, right? Like it's actually a show that I found funny what few times I watched it, but I wouldn't defend the show. Like I wouldn't be like, oh yeah, all of those jokes about women's bodies and all those jokes about racist stuff was was totally fine. Like, you're just being stupid. I go, no, as a Christian, we should at least acknowledge that, you know what, maybe I'm entertained by that, but that's probably not good. Certainly not defendable, right? And so in light of that, we don't want to become so inundated to our position that we begin to defend things that are not really defensible, right? And that's always going to be my concern, that we're going to have people that are going to come up and they're going to be champions against the far left or champions against wokeness, but their tone, their attitude, their tactics are not Christ-like. 
And yet we go, but because they're going to war with this blight on society, I'm going to turn a blind eye to how that's wrong and I'm going to defend it as being right because we think the disease is worse than the cure. But my concern will be that the cure is being dubbed something in the name of Christ and therefore it makes it worse than the disease. Because as soon as we're using our faith, we're using Christ, we're using Christianity as kind of the means by which we're going to war with our kind of social issues, and we're doing that not in the tone of Jesus, we're doing that in the tone of politics, we're doing it in the tone of social warfare, we're doing it in the tone of spite or anger or belittlement, we're sounding critical, we're bitey, whatever, then Jesus gets linked to that. And the more Jesus is linked to that, the very world we're trying to reach, the very world that we're maybe even looking at and saying, they're estranged from God and that's why they make the decisions that they do, we're almost ensuring they stay there because we're giving them nothing of value or love or grace or gospel in the midst of that. We're taking our values from the Bible, in particular ethics that we don't struggle with, right? And we are then saying, I'm going to go to war against a society that needs to know Jesus, but I'm going to go to war with them because they don't know Jesus. And by the end of it all, Jesus is going to be misdefined. They are going to be estranged and we will be to blame. That's a problem. And that's a problem because Jesus warns us that if we are guilty of things that make other people not want Jesus, that's going to be on us. Literally, it's on our head or better to the point, he says, it's a millstone tied around your neck and thrown into the deeps of the depths of the sea. That's a, that's a very sobering warning that Jesus has. And it reminds us that, hey, our missteps matter for eternity. And when we don't represent him well and we do things in his name that don't actually really represent his heart, that's going to turn people off. And we're the ones that are kind of left holding the responsible bag for that. And we don't want to be in that space, right? And so this is where, again, my concern and my plea is as you're watching these kind of battles unfold in these culture wars, and you're seeing woke versus anti-woke, don't give in to either one of those spaces. Instead, say, all right, I want to think like Jesus. I want to think about the fact that Jesus came to, in fact, infuse real righteousness, which is justice in the world and justice for all inequality. So we should care about that, but we don't have to be baited into the most radical notions of that. And at the same time, we don't want to say it has nothing to do with what's going on in the real world because we all know there's plenty of things in the real world that are unfair, unright, unjust, and we should care about that. But care about that in grace and care about that in the genuine love of neighbor, and care about that for the sake of the gospel. And we don't want to, again, exacerbate the problem. We don't want to pick unnecessary fights. We don't want to be that punk on social media that just loves just blowing up the minds of the left. Like, you're like, oh, I'm going to do this thing because it just makes them so pissed off. It's so fun. It's so funny. I'm going to call them names or say they're stupid or point out how they have no brain or whatever it is. And it's like, not missional, not missional, not missional. It's not missional at all, right? What's missional is, again, you look at Jesus, you see his tone, his temperament, you see his investment, and you see what he was willing to give his life for, to rescue others. And that's what we're called to as well. That's why we follow. That's why we say, I want to be like you, Jesus. I'm willing to lay myself down for the good of others. And in that, you know what it means? Close, it means curious, 
It means committed to a vision that says, you know what, none of these people are my enemy. None of these people, like the the, the notion that they're going to destroy my country, I kind of look and go, our mission is not to protect our country. Our mission is to reach lost people and reconnect them to Jesus. Our mission is to see flourishing in this world. The mission is to see Jesus made much of in the way that Jesus displays himself to the world through us. And if we're getting more sucked into all this other stuff than we are being committed to this simple notion of kingdom advancement and development, we're risking everything. We're risking every single thing. And that's not what we're called to. In fact, I would go a step further even thinking about some of this wokeness stuff because I've been laughing about how, especially in science fiction, there's all this, there's wokeness in science fiction. I'm like, there's always been wokeness in science fiction, but that's been a good thing. Like I go back to Star Trek in the 60s and like the original vision was that there would be a woman who was the first officer and there was going to be an African-American who was the doctor and CBS stepped in and said, nope, we're not ready for a woman. We're not ready for a black doctor, all this stuff. And now we look and we go like... That's all over the place now. Like nobody questions a black doctor anymore. Nobody questions whether a woman is the commander of a ship in the Navy. Like we're like, this is great. But you go back just to the 60s and that was taboo. And yet science fiction is always trying to push these boundaries. So we go, oh yeah, maybe there's more equality than we thought. Oh, maybe women can actually do this thing as much as men can do that. And and so again, I go back to there are certain things that get dubbed woke that actually you go, that was just responsible social thinking. And maybe we were a little archaic at the time and that's okay that we've thought about things a little bit and it doesn't have to be woke to think things through. It just needs to be, it needs to honor the idea of the image of God in people. Right? Like we're always asking that question, is God's image in all people being fairly respected and cared for? Regardless of whether I agree with them or not, regardless of whether they're a person of faith or a person of disbelief, the image is still there. And we're called to respect that image because we respect our God who put that image in every person. See, that's where, in my mind, a little bit of wokeness is okay. Because a little bit of wokeness means I am alert, I am aware of the fact that God's image is in all. I'm called to be a lover of my neighbor, no matter who they are. And I'm to do that relentlessly in the grace of God, because that's the grace that has been shown to me. And see, the more I think we try to do that, where we don't pick extremes, we don't fight for sides, We don't plant our feet and our political prowess here and now, but rather we're thinking about something eternal, something that is far beyond the temporal, and something that touches all human beings equally. The more we do that, care about that, we're living and breathing that air, man, that is when we will be effective everyday missionaries.